2: Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise.
3: That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely
2: and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91
4: Welcome to the Macca's Run with Sam Hargraves. My Macca's Rewards has arrived. Order via the My Macca's app and start earning
2: today. Oh, what a delightful and soothing and calming new opener that we've uh, received. Uh, welcome to the Macca's Run. It certainly is all for the My Macca's Rewards, which has arrived. Earned rewards with every Macca's Run. Uh, nicely done, as always. Andy and Gazy, the run home as enjoyable as ever. Uh, this is all about your say on the news of the day the Mac has run, where we bring you up the speed on all the major discussion points and news stories from across uh, the last 24 hours. And to have your say, one the 736 736 on the, My Mac, uh, on the uh, Harcourts open line, your move, your Harcourts, or you can text us at any time, 433 on the temper text. Temper uh, a mattress like no other. Um, I, when I turned on the radio this morning, I thought this is going to be one of the great, great days of talkback. I thought we've just enjoyed uh, uh, the first week of a two-round uh, celebration that, that I think is the most momentous and significant round of the year, along with the Anzac weekend. It is more than just a round. It's a cultural event. It's an education. It's a celebration of our Indigenous First Nation players and, and the people and their contribution to our great game and to our great country. I thought we'd be talking about whether it be Buddy's goal on Friday night in Carlton's incredible win or Dreamtime at the G, the, the 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 ceremonies, the pre-game and, and the war dance. And, and congratulations to Essendon and Richmond, but especially Richmond where the players got around in a circle with the Indigenous players in the middle, even the, the guys that weren't playing Um when you looked at it, Marlon Pickett was in there and uh, Ryan Mansell was in there as well, Sydney Stack uh, was in there too. Um, Maddie Parker was in there and it was just a, a spine tingling moment that I will never forget. It was a, a privilege to be there to call that game and 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 one of my moments of the year so far, I just thought it was spine-chilling. It was just engrossing. It was captivating. Uh, it was phenomenal. And, and well done, especially to the Richmond Footy Club and, and also to Essendon, but that, that What the Richmond side of that war dance was was just unmissable. If you haven't had a chance to, to watch it, make sure that uh, you, you go and have a look at it because um, it was something really, really special. I thought we'd be talking about that. I thought we might have been talking about whether it be the performances that night of Shane Edwards, who was brilliant, uh, of the Arantapipa, Pe- Daniel Rioli, uh, and Morris Rioli Jr. from Tiwi, or Shea Bolton, Wilman Noongar, or Nunga. Noongar. Uh, Morris Rioli Jr. kicking... Um, a goal on the MCG, the, the, the same ground that his father won, in Norm Smith in 1982. So, all the history and the legacy around that. But the the performance of Rioli Jr. and, and Shay Bolton, Daniel Rioli played brilliantly as well. So, too, did Shane Edwards uh, on uh, the big stage. Chan, Chad Wingard uh, for Hawthorne kicked three goals, uh, Kaerna and Nurek and Jerry. Uh, Charlie Cameron, Wanyi and Lardu, he kicked three goals for the Brisbane Lions as well. And I thought, whoa, haven't we got a lot to talk about? Haven't we got just. So much to celebrate and enjoy from the weekend's footy. I thought that's what we'd be talking about all day. Oh, but no, we uh, we've it's been all about umpiring, and uh, I understand. I understand the frustrations. Uh, I understand uh, that people are upset, and I understand um, why. Um, I think a fair bit of it is complete overreaction. But I think that there are some games on the weekend that, yep, were over umpired The one I did, Hawthorne, Brisbane, yep, over umpired Too many free kicks paid. Um, and 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 sometimes there are going to be a lot of free kicks because there are a lot of free kicks, but there are a lot of those that didn't need to be paid. So, yep, that was a bad day at the office, and we all have those. Um, there were some inconsistencies, but there are inconsistencies every week. Um, yet we We've still got this idea in our heads that we want perfection from umpires who... Train once a week and are part-timers with um, actually full-time jobs that they go to, uh, Monday to Friday. It's, um, yeah, it's a bit, I'm a bit, I come tonight a bit dejected, to tell you the truth. I thought, oh, haven't we got so much to really sink our teeth through, to really be excited and happy about from the weekend in footy. But if you listen today, it is, you know, like the world is caving in again and, um it's uh, We're going to pack it up and the game's no longer able to go on. It's It's got that sort of DEFCON 5, fate of the world, it's all-ending sort of vibe about it again today. So I know that's been the topic of uh, the day and it's been top of the agenda. So let's recap uh, a few of the things that, that have been said. And, and I'm being slightly facetious, of course. I understand you get frustrated and I understand that there are things that aren't as good as you'd like them to be and I understand that there are things that aren't as consistent. Um, as you would like them to be. But, geez, didn't we have so much good to come out of the weekend? I often like to ask you on a Monday, what are your, what are your back page items? So whether it be Sir Doug Nichols round, how incredible and some of the moments in it. Um, and the other one I didn't even mention in there um, was uh, Kukach and Wulwunga uh, man uh, Joel Jeffrey, who kicked six in just his sixth game. I kicked five in just his sixth game of AFL footy. How extraordinary was he? Um so Doug Nicholls round, and he kicks five goals. I think he'd only had a goal uh, to that point of his career beforehand. Um, and then just the other phenomenal performances, whether it be Max King or Charlie Kerno, what was your front page? What was your back page? These are the good stories to come out of the round, whether it be Hawthorne, Collingwood, Carlton, St Kilda, or your front page stuff. And, yep, umpires are right on the front page. There's an old saying in sport, be on the back page, don't be on the front page. The umpires, yep, they're on the front page. The crowd behaviour, appalling um 50 people ejected at the dreamtime game assaults you name it um it's yeah shameful what we what we've now found out was going on uh and families having to move their kids to safer grounds um that's that's not our game that's not what we want uh frio can be on the front page what's happened to them over the last couple of weeks carlton up and about and there's definitely back page to them there's a couple of front page items I think for them so I thought we'd have a heap. I thought we would have a heap of really good stuff to, to celebrate from the weekend, but unfortunately not. Um, we're a bit upset and we're a bit up in arms, so let's recap. Uh, this was uh, David King speaking about what, uh, he, what he felt um, with his experience. And, and Kingy is a man that he watches every single game, um, every single week, and this is what he was feeling from across the weekend. But that's happening too regularly. It is. I watch every game of footy.
4: I've missed half a game this week because of the overlap, okay? And I can tell you of, of the nine games I watched this week, there, were, there was more whistleblowing this week than I've heard for a long time. And I know the numbers will come back. I mean, they say that's not right. But in 50-50, make a decision, don't make a decision, they've gone towards absolutely make a decision. Have some tolerance. Let the game flow. The players will sort it out. I think we've just gone too far with
2: being over-officious. Uh, that was Kingy today, uh, and spoke about a bit of his confusion. Confusion's the core of it, and and,
4: and we're, we're we're assessing every contest within an inch of its life. The whistle doesn't need to blow that regularly, Jared. That's the core of the problem, and and the descent, the descent lasts for half a second, if not a quarter of a second. It's a split reaction of ah, oh, and then it's gone. If you can just withstand it a little bit, have a little bit of tolerance, the game flows. The game moves on. The game has lost flow because the bloody whistle keeps getting blown. It was a a disaster yesterday. That was comical that they paid a free kick to Pryor on the boundary line for the smallest of pushes. Yes. That's an error, right? We take that as an error. But then the umpire knows he's made an error. So he's trying to square it up in terms of paying a free kick out of the middle. That was not a free kick to Newcomb, okay? And then the ball goes into the middle they drive it forward and they pay a freaky against Harris Andrews. That is not our game, Jared. Uh,
2: that was David Kingy uh, earlier on today. Um, it is worth having a listen to that. The means test. It's up on Jerry Waitley's podcast. Um, he did speak with real passion that he's he's feeling the frustration that you are, and, and he and he used the words "We want our game back." We want our game back, and that might be how you're feeling. But I would invite you the same way that Jared did earlier. That if, and I did hear some people to say say today that they're throwing away their memberships because of the umpiring. I don't understand why you'd punish your club for what you believe is the state of umpiring. Can I just throw that out there? And I'm not trying to be uh, mean. I'm not trying to be a a smart ass. I know that's sometimes my natural state of being, but I do. (laughs) Producer Will just nodded in agreement (laughs) to that. Um, but I, I, I would just employ it and maybe don't take that drastic measure. Engage in the conversation. Write a letter to the AFL and say I'm, I'm struggling with the game. Email. There, there are people that are, uh, you know, there is community liaisons within the AFL. Um, what's, what's, um, I think Nicole Rogers's portfolio is, is about the engagement of, um, of the product with the fans. So there are. I would invite you not to punish your club for something that's completely out of their control. Maybe just engage in the conversation. Still turn up, but but make sure that when you get the chance to and, and, and in the ways that you can, let the AFL know. And I did put an invite out to the AFL, um, to the umpire's boss, Dan Richardson. and We put a, a request in for him. We put a request in also for Marcus King, who I know is going to Geelong, but he's still the, the head of fixturing and broadcasting. Um, we haven't heard back on those. So we are, and, and I heard someone not to say today, why don't SEN get more people from the AFL on? Well, I can tell you it's not for a lack of trying. And I don't want to uh, get any other shows in trouble, or, but I'll just speak from my, my own self. I've tried for the last three weeks to get someone on to speak about some of the things that frustrate you, whether it be fixturing or whether in this case today it'd be, it'd be umpiring. And unfortunately, we haven't been able to get those things to happen for whatever reason. So it's not for a lack of trying, I can tell you. One uh, 736 Your say on the news of the day. This was Dwayne Russell's take on what was happening in the umpiring situation, uh, in the umpiring stakes.
0: I say it every year. I think the system is the problem to me. You've got a three-umpire system, all part-timers who have to run to fatigue, and then you hand them a set of rules that are with too much grey area and too open for individual interpretation to make it easy for them to umpire the game as it needs to be umpired. So I think it's been a system problem for a long, long time to me. But uh, out of that normally is a situation where it doesn't get to the point where we talk about it week in, week out. Normally every year we talk about it round four or five and then it settles. But this year's a little different. It's gaining some momentum. Maybe because the AFL highlighted the umpires this season. They put them on the agenda for all of us to see. They put them in the public spotlight and then gave them a new dissent rule that allows for one umpire up one end of the field to pay 50, and then the other umpire at the other end of the field to not pay 50 for the same thing.
2: So that was Dwayne Russell earlier today on Dwayne's World, and a lot of that I absolutely agree with, that this isn't the fault of umpires. The mistakes will happen for them as they happen in every person's job, in every walk of life. Nothing, no one gets everything right 100% of the time, Nothing gets, no one gets everything right 100% of the time. So those things will happen. There will be some inconsistencies. But it is worth noting that the, the, the confines in which that umpiring system operates in. And it's just not good enough. So this is above the umpires. This is bigger than just what they are doing out on the field on Saturday. It's the way they're being made to do the job that they are doing. It, it's just gone on for far too long. The, the game is just about to try and negotiate another multi-billion dollar broadcast deal. We cannot have a game that is worth billions. And yet, the people that police it, the people that enforce the laws of it, are part-timers and casuals. It just cannot go on. And, and every year, those part-timers and casuals, their job is made more and more and more difficult. They, they would have to... It, it, There'd have to be a. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if they've gone and spoken to Lock Fair Work and said, Are we, is this right? Should we be put through this? Can this happen? So don't blame the people that are out there doing it. Blame the people and speak to the people and try and, and, and bring your concerns to the people that are setting up the environment with which they have to do that job in. Uh, Phil's in St Kilda. G'day, Philby.
3: G'day, Philby. Sammy, how are you? I've oh, had a wonderful Monday, mate.
2: Oh, thank you. To you too. Oh, I do normally start, start so the show I by saying that, don't I? I? So I apologise no, for, for not. But thank for you. Not.
3: But thank you. Um, like I hear a lot of people, you know, saying that they're getting turned off by the rules and they're getting turned off by this and turned off by that. I tell you what, mate. I'm getting turned off by people whinging about what's wrong with the game and whinging about the umpires. It's an imperfect game, and you know, umpires are going to make mistakes. And if we keep dwelling on negatives, all we're going to do is find more negatives. And surely after the last couple of years, what we've been through, we can focus on some positives and not be whinging. Seriously, Melbourneians are turning into a bunch of whinges about stuff that's not important. Like, it's frustrating. It's really frustrating. And I've sort of had it up to the gills with it because I reckon the umpires do a fantastic job. And I'm not an umpire. I spent 250 games complaining to umpires. But seriously, mate, people are got to get over it and start focusing on the positives back off the umpires. Just, mate, they're just doing
2: their best. You're talking my language. You're talking my language, You're talking my language You're Philby. You're, Philby. You're making a lot of sense. And I appreciate you ringing up to, to make that point. It is it is an imperfect game. And again, I'll say that their, their structure and, and what is in and around the umpires, and we're, we're going to try and have a chat to Rob Kerr about this from the Umpires Association tomorrow night, it is as far away from perfect as you could hope. Read Carolyn Wilson's article during the year um, about the conditions that they're working in. Read Sam Landsberger's series of pieces on what's going on at a grassroots level and beyond. Um, there, this is a massive issue behind the scenes. It's a, it, it, it's, it, and it's, it is amazing that we still will look to, to, to want perfection from umpires and yet be okay with not getting perfection from players. And we should be okay with not getting perfection from players. We should be okay with the fact that I think the most accurate team in the competition this year, from a goal-kicking uh, point of view, uh, when you have a look at the stats, the highest scoring team in the competition um, is Brisbane. But the, the most accurate team uh, in the competition in terms of goal-kicking accuracy is the Brisbane Lions, who go at 59%. So 59% is the most accurate team in the competition. Just better than half. Just better than one out of every 2 one 1-300-736-736. Um, Patrick, Alex, stay right there. We'll come to you straight away on the other side of this. We do it all for McDonald's. Earn rewards with the MyMaccas app. The MyMaccas Rewards has arrived. Earn rewards with the MyMaccas app. This is The Maccas Run on SEN. Welcome to The Maccas
4: Run with Sam Hargraves. MyMaccas Rewards has arrived. Order by the MyMaccas app and start earning today.
2: Uh, you're saying the news of the day, one 736 736 on the Harcourt's open line. Your move, your Harcourt's, it's all for the MyMaccas Rewards, which has arrived. Earn rewards with every Maccas run. I, I love... The, when the temper text, temper mattress like no other, in, in, in one after the other has texts that are completely opposed to each other. And it's such a great example of how this, this uh, is in the eye of the beholder. So, Sam, why are you so quick to dismiss supporter concerns regarding umpiring and the disproportionate impact it's having on our game? Comparing kicking for goal is unrelated to the discussion on over-officious umpiring. So I'm not dismissing it at all. What I'm saying is I think there's an overreaction to it. And, I'm, and I'm, what I'm, my point is, and I've actually said several times, I understand the concern, but I think it's an overreaction. And I, what I don't equate is this desire for perfection from umpiring, yet the acceptance of of the complete opposite when it comes to players. And we shouldn't expect players to be perfect, but then why do we expect umpires to be? And why do we expect the umpiring to be? Now, there are parts of that we can discuss about the conditions that they're made to work in, the fact that every year their job is made harder and harder uh, by the changing in interpretations at all, uh, but by the AFL and how much grey is in those interpretations. So I'm happy to have those chats if we direct the frustration in the right area. But I've heard a lot of umpire bashing today and I've heard a lot of broad statements without there being a ton of specifics. Um, and what I'm hoping for is specifics and solutions rather than complaining because the game is in pretty darn good shape, I would have thought. And there was just so much good to come out of the weekend. Uh, and then off the text, David says, human nature, the people who heavily criticise umpire Barrick for the losing side, same argument for those who say it causes them to renew membership. It's based on how poorly their team is going, not really the umpires. Umpires are their scapegoat. Uh, so we're getting all kinds of different stuff coming through and we'll read uh, most of those. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 Patrick's in Pascovale. G'day, Patrick. Patrick." Good G'day, Sam. How are you, mate? Good, thanks, mate.
1: I couldn't have agreed more with you on the uh, opening, mate. The negativity on the radio as I was listening today was just hard for me to believe after the the weekend of footy we had. We had, you know, I can't stand watching the baggers get up, but watching Charlie Kernow smash six goals and tear it apart in the first half. Yeah. Adam Trelaw get his 200th game after the tumultuous journey. He's had Adelaide taking it up to St Kilda, but then... Big Maxi Steele standing up, and then Collingwood going over to the west and upsetting Frio in a slugfest in the rain. Like, what a weekend of footy! And you know, let's celebrate that and uh, get around it because, mm. as you say, there was so much good to talk about. And all the week all I've heard about is is the umpires. So let's forget about it and just get on with what's been a cracking weekend of footy.
2: Uh, Patrick, thank you for your call. Greatly appreciated. And, and that's not to say that there's not there's not it's not okay. That that's not to say that. You can't ring up and say, gee, this is giving me some concern. And, and I'm more than happy to listen to, to those calls. I guess I just was a little sad today to hear that this has been the, the most dominant topic of, of conversation that, that you're keen to talk about is, is the state of umpiring. Uh, when there were so much positives, so many positives to come out of the weekend. Um, but I hear your concerns and some of them are, are very valid. But when I hear people say I'm tearing up a membership because of, I don't like the umpiring, I don't know how that helps. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Tom's in Good G'day, Tom.
1: Hey, hey you doing, man?
2: Good, thanks, mate. What do you got for me?
1: Um, oh, Like, you and I have spoken about the umpires and that before, and I'm a community umpire myself. Mm. And I get really frustrated with the commentary around it, whether it be commentators during the game or in sort of, you know, outside sort of sources and i was listening to um a podcast where they had uh, it was um uh one of the boys from wa talking to dean Margetts, and i was i absolutely loved it thought it was great and i can recommend it to anyone and just like listening to <clears throat> the way that dean spoke mm. about you know um free kicks and um, like, you know, umpires are only going to blow we're only going to blow what we see and you can't have a those way because you feel like if you don't, on a Saturday you feel like if you don't blow it enough you get crucified and if you blow it too much you get crucified and there's no real middle ground and I, I just feel like a lot of people whether it be fans or, hey, uh, I'm going to get you
2: to hold that thought Tommy the ad breaks here that I can't move and I'm going to k- pick up this on the other side of it
4: Welcome to the Macca's Run with Sam Hargraves. My Macca's Rewards has arrived. Order by the My Macca's app and start earning today. Obviously James
1: had come on board earlier on the season with that, that leadership stuff and um, you know he sort of called me from overseas and said, mate, whatever I can do to help you now, um, I'm willing to step up. Um, Solly was a one phone call. I just rang him and said, mate, I reckon I need you um, just to come in and have a good look at everything. and help support our coaches and the players and he said I'll, I'll be there tomorrow so right. um, I was very lucky for that to happen um, you know they've got a lot of interest outside football so this is a very part-time role they were in one day last week obviously game day it'll probably look the same again this week but I think it's just great for our players to you know they took some drills and just to uh, get some uh, fresh voice um, they came in with a lot of passion they supported our, our current coaches in Amon Buchanan and Steve Johnson and Craig Jennings so it was just, it just, I reckon it just helped um, freshen the whole place up.
2: Mark McVeigh on SEM Brecky this morning talking about what uh, James Hurd and Dean Solomon have added uh, to the club in the short time that they've been there. James Hurd joining uh, over the pre season and Dean Solomon in the coach's box for Mark McVeigh's first game as head coach of the Giants. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. My Macca's Rewards has arrived. Earn rewards with every My Macca's run. You can call in any time on the Harcourts Open Line or text zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Couple of tech before I get back to Tom, who we had to uh, just put just put on hold for a moment with the ad break that I wasn't able to to move. Uh, Sam, when people ring in and say they're not going to the games because of umpires, the AFL have a problem. Stop dismissing what is a real problem. I don't go anymore for that reason. I watch local footy and the umpiring is better. I'm rap that you're going to local footy, but I would suggest that. If you're not going to the footy anymore just because of the umpiring, I would question how much of a fan you were in the first place. And that might sound harsh and that might sound rude, but I I, I call two games a weekend and watch pretty much every game. Sunday was the first time where I've sat there and gone, okay, this is a badly umpired game. That's the first time this year. Now, there are calls in a game where I go, well, that wasn't the right call. And there are moments where I think, well, they don't think they've got that right. But as far as an overall game, that's the only time I've seen a game this year I went. Overall, I reckon that was badly umpired. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 And it's not to say that there aren't issues with the umpiring, but there's a, com- there's a way to have that conversation. Uh, amazing you guys in the media won't bag the AFL or umpires. Job security must take over your train of thought. AFL has lost the plot with childish rule changes. People losing interest big time. Hammer from Roseville. I think there is an issue with people losing interest. I don't know... I wouldn't think that umpiring is at the top of that list. Uh, But, Hammer, you might not listen very often, and that's okay, but I constantly um, have issues that I raise uh, and criticisms of the AFL and the way that they are managing certain aspects of the game, just as I'm happy to say that there's certain things that they manage in the game that they do a brilliant job of. Um, So I think that's just patently untrue that people in the media don't bag the AFL or umpires. Uh, Tom Zanieldan, who we... uh, who we had to just uh, put on hold for a moment. Tommy, continue where you left us off, mate. Um, you were talking about your experience as an umpire.
1: Yeah, well, like, thanks, Sam. I really appreciate it. Um, uh, like, I was mentioned and I was listening to Will Schofield's podcast, Backchat, and he was talking to Dean Margetts, um, who i got a lot of respect for. Uh, I love the way he umpired footy. Um, and listening to him talk about their relationship with players, whether it be those guys over in WA or the guys wherever, going in pre season talking to the clubs and having building those relationships, which is what we try to do, but you only get that opportunity on a Saturday, community footy level. But I think that's a real opportunity that the AFL should be taking um control of and getting their like the media members and, you know, even having seminars where fans can go along and ask questions and have an open forum sort of discussion with whether it be the umpire's boss or umpires across the board. So to get a better understanding, Because, and I'll give you a couple of examples that I just saw over the weekend. I watched the uh, bits and pieces of the Dreamtime game. I absolutely loved the start of it, as I'm sure everyone did. But to see some signs within some clubs' cheer squads saying that, you know their club is perpetually, um, you know, uh, biased against by umpires. It's just plainly ridiculous, and I think if we've got things like that popping up, where, then where did you see that, Tom? It was a sign. In, it was a sign in the Richmond. Cheer squad. I actually saw it on social media after the game. Oh, so not their not
2: their banner that they ran through. It was a banner. No, no, no. It was
1: like a banner within their cheer squad. Okay. Which I think if you've got things like that, (laughs) I think if if (laughs) you've got things like that, you need to look at your code of conduct a little bit more, because like that's just plainly ridiculous to try and make it like make people try to think that umpires have got a purpose bias against the club, which is just plainly ridiculous. And then. The second example, and it's a local footy thing for me, is, you know, like I have my weeks where umpiring's really easy for me. And I have my weeks where umpiring, I get in at half-time of the seniors and I umpire reserves footy and seniors footy on the same day because of the number of umpires that we have. And by half-time of the seniors some weeks, you feel like just jumping in your car and going home. And you try and defend yourself a bit and say, well, you know, I've said to a few supporters before, why don't you put on a green shirt, work out how hard it is and then see if you can you know, say the same thing again. And then they go, oh, yeah, well, you know, I hear that from you all the time and just, just throw away yeah. sarcastic comments. Yeah. like, And it just shows that fans don't care.
2: Oh, no, and- fans care, Tommy. Uh, and, and, mate, I love it when you call in and I appreciate you doing so because you've got a perspective uh, that not a lot of us have. Uh, fans do care. They they care more than anyone really because they do it. The, the, the fans are invested for the love of it. Um, that so that's not about that. They don't get paid to be fans, but they 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 follow their team and they hand over their money for their team because they love their club, they love the game, and and they um, and they by and large ninety nine percent of them want the game to do great things, um, and they want the umpires to be great as well. So I don't think that the fans don't care, but it is an interesting point that you raise about. It is a bloody tough job. I, I used to be a major umpire basher when I was started out in Radio and Bendigo and was covering local footy. I used to bring it up all the time about the state of umpiring and it was not good enough and, you know, be seen and not heard and all that kind of... I used to say it all. Everything that I'm here, I used to say it all. And then the Umpires Association rang up and said, why don't you come and do it? So I went and did an under-16s game and I have never bagged umpires again. It is incredibly hard. The physical side of it alone i mean the the, the three umpires run as far as the, the the furthest running mids every single game anyway, so every single decision you are making you 're making under fatigue now we don 't do anything better when we 're fatigued in life other than sleep so that's the that 's the real skill of the job to be able to to be able to look in something and assess something with a um, you 're you're puffing you're panting, um, you 're panting you 're trying to assess uh, get your mind to compute what it 's just seen and, and come up with the correct call or non call. Uh, in any case, it is very, very hard to do, Tom. Uh, got no doubt about that at all. But fans do care. Um, You've got to listen to this station. And you know you listen to this station. Fans care more than anyone. Uh, Nick's in Templestowe. day, Nick. Hi, mate. How are you? I'm good. Thank you, mate.
5: Thanks for taking my call, Sam. Just uh, just on the topic of umpires, and never been one to sort of bag the umpires, and I think it's more the interpretation mm. um, that's getting people revved up, but... It's one thing I always remember when it comes finals time when, when the commentary will say the umpires will put the whistle away and the games are left to, to go on so that inconsistency of if we demand a game for the finals where they so-called put the whistle away I think you'll find now the adjudication whether it's um, going to uh, uh, when, they did, when they're not sure if it's hit the post like the other night I was at the Richmond Essendon game. Yep. And it sort of stopped the game for, like, it felt like forever. It was about probably six minutes. What, uh, and the indecision there, yep. I, I think, creates the umpires to doubt themselves now more than anything. It's like, we'll go, you know...
2: So you're talking about the goal review. Score Are review? About, yeah, score yeah. review is a shambles, Nick. I, I don't disagree with you there. The, the score review is an embarrassment. Um, but I had a question for you. What? Yeah. When it comes to finals, so I don't think I've ever heard an umpire say that we put the whistle away in finals. I think that is a thing no, that we do. No, so I've all. never heard an umpire say, yeah, we put the... I, I think it's a great question. When Ray Chamberlain comes on next, I don't know if he's on this week, Wednesday, or next week, Wednesday yeah. with Jared. But what I would... I would ring in, Nick, and ask him if that's a thing that happens. Because I know that we yeah. say it in the commentary box, but my, what I would think happens at that point is... Would you, would you agree that when each year the best teams make the finals? So the standard of footy tends to be a bit better in finals, doesn't it? Yep, yep. And I think that each year the umpires pick the best-performed umpires um, for finals every year. So you, by, by association, so, you'd extrapolate that out to think, well, it's probably going to be umpired at, at a higher standard than maybe some regular season games, because the umpires they've picked, they believe to be the best of the best for that year. So that I might be what happens. Was,
5: yeah. No, that's a valid point, I think, Sam, because I I think, you know, and being at the game, and I'm a Richmond supporter, we ended up winning the game, but there is a lot of people saying, I don't like the way the game's been played. The stand rule has changed the game, and I think now that teams are learning how to milk those 50s, it becomes quite... I think it's targeted towards the umpires, but it's actually the guys on the field that know how to milk it now. And... um, I think that's something where the match review panel uh or oh, sorry, the the umpires panel can actually look at that and say, How can we sort of you know, someone sort of stepping with one leg but still being stationary with the other shouldn't justify fifty meters. Someone moving off the mark and not standing? Yes. So to get it clear, I think that's where Oh yeah where I mean, I...
2: Yeah, you're right, Nick. There was a there was a situation on the weekend where uh One of the Lions players, I reckon, got pinged for being in the protected space. But he was there when the mark was taken. And when the mark was paid, he was still clearing out. And, you know, it was the wrong call. Got 50 against. But there was was real positivity around the umpires at the start of the year when we were told that a lot of them in their own time had taken it upon themselves to be able to head down to the clubs and coach them and, and umpire their match simulation. And then what the feeling was that that gave them more of a sense of, of how teams play. Um, they got to speak to the players and the coaches about uh, the method and, um, and got more of a feel for those players, for those clubs and how they go about it, which then translated into um, a better understanding when it comes to the game itself of what, those players were doing in in certain situations. So this is another advantage of what would occur if your umpires were full-time because they'd be doing that week in, week out. So that feel of the game stuff, that sense of, you know, like the insufficient intent, which is essentially asking umpires to be mind readers on what a player was trying to do, which now has just turned into insufficient skill where if you do get a quick kick away and you're close to the boundary, if it breaks left, you're you're stuffed. If it breaks right, well, good luck to you um, with the oval ball. But again, this is what they're being asked to do. Uh, off the text, how on earth are umpires not full-time? I never knew that. What a genuine disgrace. And the AFL should pull their finger out, hire these guys with a good pay packet. Without umpires, we have no game from Rhett and Husedale. 100% right, Rhett. And there'll be, the next person that texts in will say, well, the current umpires don't want that because they've got high-paying um, and high-powered jobs that they do in other areas, and uh, this is what they do to, to earn on the side. Now, the umpires are incredibly passionate about the game. That's why they umpire. I mean, you have to be, don't you? To put up with what they put up with, you have to love the game. Um, and this is what I... So that you, you have to love the game. Um... But I would just say to those, well, okay, we'll take it on a case by case. If your work, we think, allows you to, 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 to do what we need you to do, because we're going to set up a proper umpiring infrastructure, and if you can have the appropriate amount of contact hours that we would need you to have, then, yep, you can be a part-timer. But get a core group of full-timers that this is their stock and trade. This is their livelihood. When you immerse it, it no, I don't care what anybody says, when you immerse yourself in something fully in life, well, no matter what the job is, you will be better at it. I, I, there's just not an argument. There's no research in the world that will say anything differently to that. And you do. You, and if you work in a profession, if you've got casuals that do what you do, and then you do it full time, are the casuals better at it than you? Not a crack at the umpires, by the way. It's a crack at the setup. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. On a different, on a change of topic, which is a welcome one. Alex in North Lake in Perth. Hello, mate. G'day, uh, Sam. Yeah, the highlight for me for the, um, the Doug Nichols um,
3: Indigenous round was the, um, the honouring of the achievements of Bill Dempsey. Oh, who yes. was appointed as the honorary um, ambassador for the Doug Nichols
2: yes. round. Incredible story, isn't it? That the three premierships. I think he played 14 state games with WA, over 300 games. Uh, 43 sto- games. Yeah, yeah, and the story of what happened with his Simpson medal... Um, that, that's what I love about the round too, Alex. I, I learn every year. I learn something, whether it be um, a, about the, the the mobs that the players are from and where um, the, their the the, uh, the native lands were, where their people um, uh, lived, or whether it be about Bill Dempsey, or whether you know, there's just so many stories and and so much to learn that comes out of the round. It's one of the reasons why I love it so much. What got me was um, the fact that uh, he's such a
3: modest. And humble individual. Yeah. yeah, He's an outstanding human being, you know. He, 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 he not only played 343 games, but he also was awarded an MBE for services to,
2: to football. Yeah, and I think and he worked in public housing for a long time after uh, he sort of stopped playing footy, so he, he gave to the community in that space uh, as well. Yeah, incredible story. What I would suggest to you is to have a look on the AFL site. There's a little bio video
5: Mm.
3: about Bill's life, and he had such a harsh childhood
2: that it's unbelievable that he's gone on to achieve so much and to be so honourable in his achievements. Yeah, great advice, Alex. Good advice for all of us. I appreciate you ringing in because uh, that was one of my highlights through learning a bit more about Bill Dempsey, who's the honoree of this Sir Doug Nicholls round, And, and it's been told a few times, but if you don't know the story of his 1969 Simpson medal, um, he gave it to his mum who was living in Darwin and Cyclone Tracy came through in 74 and obviously it was it devastated Darwin and it took homes and it took lives um, and it also took his medal and it was found years later, years and years and years later on the opal fields in the Simpson Desert in South Australia. Just <laughs> an extraordinary story but an extraordinary life and a, and a very worthy recipient of being this year's honoree. So thanks so much. Um, Alex, greatly appreciate it. Hey, there's still a ton of calls coming through. Um, I'll take a break and come back and we'll work our way through those. I'm still on from seven with the Sporting Capital, so if there's any flow over, we can certainly get your calls as well. one 736 736 on the Harcourt's open line. This is the Macca's Run.
4: Welcome to the Macca's Run with Sam Hargraves. My Macca's Rewards has arrived. Order via the My Macca's app and start earning today.
2: Uh, welcome back to the my uh, welcome back to the Maccas Run for the MyMackers app earn rewards every time you order via the my Maccas app. Um afl.com just reporting that uh, Geelong superstar Paddy Dangerfield is set to be out of action till after the mid-season bye uh, following a calf injury against Port Adelaide. We knew he'd been laboring uh, for a little while and wasn't 100% fit Paddy Dangerfield. Um, he's going to do a conditioning block over the next couple of weeks in a bid to overcome the problem. So um, Harry Taylor is quoted as saying, it's likely that a couple of weeks of training now would better serve Pat and provide the conditioning base required for the remainder of the season. Um, there's been a, a fair bit of injury talk today. Um, sad to see that Josh Kennedy, uh, Sydney Swans persuasion, uh, is going to miss eight to 10 weeks with that high hamstring that he suffered uh, in the uh, the Carlton game when he uh, tried to spoil the Sam Doherty marking contest uh, with which he uh, got a week suspension for. Um, a little bit of more injury news that Sam Edmund updated us on. I'll play that for you in just a moment. Still plenty of your calls that I wanted to get through as well. Ron from Tatura. Always like to hear from Ron because he is an ex-AFL umpire. He believes, though, that as an ex-AFL umpire, Sam, I can say, hand on heart, being full-time, will never improve your decision-making during the game. Ron, I defer to your expertise and your experience, but I just can't see how that would be so. And what I would say to that is, if you're right and I'm wrong, let's try it first and then make certain. Because that's the one thing we haven't tried in the history of the game in order to improve the standard of umpiring, and that is to make them full-time. I can't help thinking, though, as I said before, that the feedback that was given, um, and especially earlier in the season when the umpires were in the swing of things who had been going to the team's pre-seasons and doing all their match sim on a regular basis, found that that actually did help them out. Um, and, and the belief was that that was making for better decisions. But again, I, 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 respect your experience. I would just like to, I would like to see it so that then I can say, Hey, you were right and I was wrong, but at least we would have tried, at least we could tick that box and say, Hey, we tried making it full time. Let's give it a 10 year window. And then you and I'll chat, uh, after that, um, Damien's in Yarraville. day, Damien. Hi, mate. How are you? Good. Thanks. What do you got for me?
5: Yes, I'm just. Um, yeah, I've been listening to for you know 45 minutes. Great conversation. Um, you mentioned earlier that you thought maybe umpires being full time or casual would improve the umpiring. I'm just wondering what your take is on that, and I'd like to respond to your to your to your answer.
2: Sorry, I just um, I just missed that there. my my, my headphones just uh, just cut out on me. So could you just repeat the question, Damien? Sorry, mate.
5: Yeah, so I've been listening to for about 45 minutes. So I'm just wondering. You, you mentioned earlier that. Um, you thought that the only way umpiring would improve was if umpires were full-time umpires. I'm just wondering uh, your reasoning behind that. I'd like to respond to your answer.
2: Sure. Well, my reasoning, Damien, as I mentioned earlier, is I, I believe that if you are fully, if that is your full-time job, then you could only improve at it. And instead of it being something that you only train, and, and there was a story that Carolyn Wilson wrote earlier in the year that they're only training about once a week because of their lack of access to facilities, including their new home base in Marvel Stadium. They could only get into the gym once a week. Most of their training was reviewing. I believe if you can commit to something full-time and, and as part of that full-time setup, that you are at clubs for their match sim, as I've mentioned previously, uh, that that would help you make, become a better decision-maker because your understanding and your investment... And your immersion in the game is, is of a full-time nature, not of a casual nature. When these guys have got full-time jobs like accountants, lawyers, they've got families, this is something they do on a casual basis. So my belief is, and I've got, I've got no reason to think it won't work, but I'm hoping that it would work. And there are several other people that, that, would, that agree with me on that. Dwayne Russell's another one who's been campaigning on this, that if you can do this as a full-time venture, it would also then help create a pathway to bring more people into the umpiring profession because we're five, six 6,000 short in regional areas. If we can set up this as a full-time profession, then you develop a pathway into that full-time profession, you will get more people wanting to do the umpiring once we fix some of the cultural issues that are there as well at a grassroots level. Yeah, sure. Oops, sorry, mate.
5: Do, do you think that the complexities of the game almost prevent that happening though? I'll give you a, a, a bit of a background. I came out
2: from the UK. Damien, can, the I, can, I, can I say that I absolutely want to hear that? It's another one of these pesky situations where the ad break, I can't move and I can't stop from yeah. playing off. So if you can hold on and on the other That'd side awesome. of the break, I'll get you to jump on to, to give your view, awesome.
4: if that's okay with you, I'll mate.
2: Wait. Yep, absolutely. Brilliant. Thanks very much. Thanks. Cheers. Cheers. All right, when we come back to Sporting Capital Heroes and Villains, uh, on the other side, Damien, we'll get to you straight away. Scott and Craigieburn, who wanted to have his say as well. Sporting Capital on after this. That was the Maccas run or for the My Maccas rewards. You can earn points every time you order on the My Maccas rewards app.